Welcome to the American Hard Enduro Podcast. Welcome to the American Hard Enduro Race Recap Podcast. I'm joined by Blake Terry. Blake, how are you? I'm I'm good. Yeah. Or is better. that is that a recovery drink you just opened? Yes, this is a uh, All Break Grove uh, fundamental recovery drink. It is a six point two percent feel better, and it appears to be a tall pint. Yeah, it's a Bricktop Porter. Okay, well, so so today's Sunday, <laughs> the, the day after Sear Round Two Groundhog Extreme. Um, I'm pretty sore. I'm not gonna lie. How are you feeling? I'm sore. Um, you know, I I don't probably have as many miles on me today as you do but uh yeah feeling pretty sore well so it was round two the weather has never been that good at the rock crusher farm it was sunny mm-hmm. i mean what was it probably 60 in the morning 75 by race time hero dirt it was actually really dusty the scariest part of my the second scariest part of my entire race off the start did the usual stuff kind of a u-turn coming into the enduro cross track and it just i got dusted out and I'm like, I think I need to be in the middle more. And there was a concrete block that, like, the ribbon was down the middle of. I'm like, if someone catches their foot peg on it, it is really going to hurt. So mm-hmm. um, we've never seen conditions that good there. So what would you that's, think? That's what I said to you right before we started the <laughs> yeah. race. Because I've, I've filmed there so many times that, like, it's just wet, cold. <sighs> I don't know how you guys climb those hills if it's <sighs> wet. No, um, it, it was, and even some of the stuff we did, and we'll talk about the course as we go along, but there was a lot of it. I was like, man, if it was wet, yeah. I don't know if we'd be doing it. Yeah. I don't know that I even would have <laughs> made, it, made it to the first <laughs> bottleneck if it was wet. That um, was, uh, it was good conditions. It was a beautiful day. And, um, yeah, everything went that you could, you know, ride that part of it. Like it was the first part before that bottleneck, it was, uh. A little dusty oh, it by, was by the silver class, like because we yep. I don't know why, but they started us. Yep, so it started gold, class. and then the old silver was yeah. row two, which was kind of good, but mm-hmm. you know is what it is. And then a bunch of the young silver guys were like, "Why they started in front of us?" So I don't know. I, I meant to ask Gary why they did that. Did you hear anything? I didn't, um, but I kind of liked it, you know, for for <laughs> how for how it, it all didn't went. Seem to help, it though. didn't seem to really make much of a difference, but. Uh, no, it was it was cool. Like we ran what out of the start, maybe a mile or two over to the other side, and de- came down the Davy Mountain bonus. Yep. So they they ran it, and we talked about it in the pre podcast. Was um, ran the mountain count the the course counterclockwise, and it was kind of cool because there was a couple over under bridges where you could come back mm-hmm. across yourself. But so we went through the enduro cross start through the enduro cross, which was pretty mild. Mm-hmm. And of course, you told me there's nothing to worry about, and I go down in the enduro cross track. Oh yeah. It was it was a I got lucky. we didn't even look at. And yeah. I was like, huh, this guy bobbled in front of me and I crashed. So um really virgin fresh single track, maybe two to three miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Maybe a mile. Then we turned and went up this Jeep road and I sent you guys the video. I've been going through my GoPro. Yeah. It was just this kind of a leafy, rocky Jeep road. Mm-hmm. And and Jojo's in front of me, and then I don't know who was between us, and he just turned left thinking the trail went left. And so we kind of all stop, and then Jason Gilliland comes blowing by me, and I think, well, I need to go, because I saw an arrow. I looped my bike out worse than I think. I mean, just sitting there, it was like it just caught traction and just went. And I just stepped <laughs> off the back. I never hit the ground. So That's a good clip. Yeah, it, it, it'll be out there. Um, I'm actually uploading it right now. So then we went all the way to the top of the mountain, which is cool. Yeah. 
And I don't know if you noticed, but when we turned to come down the, the quarter mile downhill power line, the view was amazing. Yeah. I didn't it see awesome. it till the third lap when I was like just sucking. <laughs> yeah, you wind. got a second to, <laughs> yeah. to get an overview. Yeah. There were there were probably five or six of us together as we kind of went through some of that. Mm-hmm. I was I was kind of focused on the ground a little bit because of the it was a little dusty yep. by the time we all got through there. But I mean, it was it was super cool. I liked how on the way out we had like that little bank that you had to cross that had a log on it and there was a couple like that little section you're talking about a couple little sections where a few people would bobble bobble or something or it would just throw you kind of off and and then you had to reset we we did have a pretty good bank that you had like a big sweeper it was like up and then flat and then a big sweeper i I found someone's rear tire uh in that v (laughs) of that rut you gave a good push no, I just uh, I fell backwards, oh. and then you know probably had ten or fifteen guys go by me by the time I got back to that. But then l- later on on that Jeep Road part, I I got a few more guys that were kind of all wadded together there. So it was cool to kind of like get sorted out a little bit on on the way um, to Hill Ten, and I think that like that that would be cool to see more people throw like the road bed with the log over the top of it. Yep. Oh, and it that, was, it oh was you're talking enough. about that first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know it was wide about. enough for like three or four line yeah. options, and that was kind of neat to kind of break people up and give a yeah. few little passes where some of the other single track was so tight there was no pass. Yeah, and I mean, I was behind two guys, and it was such tight single track. Like, it wasn't even worth yelling and revving because it's like, we can't, can't, they couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, it yeah. was it was really good off-camber single track. It was so fresh. Mm-hmm. Like, the second lap, it was the best that ever was. Yep. And then by the third lap, by the time – a bunch of the guys hit it again. It had gotten pretty blown out because it was so fresh that, but it was still kind of challenging with all the roots and stuff that got exposed. Well, my first lap on it was probably <laughs> yeah, probably the second similar. lap conditions you're <laughs> yeah, describing yeah, so because we blown everything off. But yeah, it was so fresh that like the lines hadn't even been put in to know how to set up for corners. So like you come yeah. around a corner and there'd be a tree. Yeah. Um, but so I guess let's just get right to the bottleneck. Hill ten. Hill ten was uh, crazy. It was. I, I think all. Six, however many 50 60 guys that were in the gold silver line we were, were all together, together. yeah yep. well and so it was there's zero rocks at the rock crusher loose rocks except for this one ravine yeah and it was leafy and didn't seem that wet and mm-hmm. then man it just became like i don't know where all the water come from came from there had to be a spring under there yeah somewhere uh, when i came back around for my second lap you were still there yep and it took me an hour a little over an hour to do a lap um no i i don't want to say no one made it up that hill with no help but when i got there quinn had just gotten out nick was pushing his bike out so i think the first three or four guys maybe got out without any assistance Mm -hmm. but after that it got so polished off i mean it was you and jared were kind of getting out of the very top okay when you when i could see you guys so like when i saw all the different guys that you could you two were easy for me to pick out and i was like okay there they are so i knew that like this was gonna be this is gonna be a while for the rest of us. Well, it was just there was I don't want to say there was no way to ride up it, but there was just it was almost it was you're in a ravine with loose rocks mm-hmm. and they're all on an angle. Yep. And they got so slick that like you just couldn't ride across. You I never made it up it without help. Yeah. I mean, all three times it was I made it further up the second time I got there, mm-hmm. which was towards the end of the race, um, without help than okay. I did the the well, you had no run. I'm sure it was so like because when, yeah, yeah, it was. It was yeah, a, there was no, there was not as many people there, so that was um, it was better the second time. I don't know, you know, it really made much of a difference to have like more 
you know, wiggle room. Yeah, or something. But like there was, it was uh, Chad had just gotten up the second step of it okay. when I got there for the second. Yeah, because I mean, so there was I could even... at least we could get to that part where that root and tree was yep. and all that. Kind well, of I mean, stuff. there was it was honestly probably three or four switchbacks. Mm-hmm. Then the the off camber out had gotten so bad, people were yeah. going on up like what fifty feet more. I didn't even see that line. Yeah, the but far luck, right, and they were going they were on coming around. across. And yeah. then when I got there my second time, when you had to to traverse out to the left, they'd open a banner up because no one could get up the that little climb, which helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, you made one mistake, you were going back to the bottom. Yeah, I mean, and in there was some scary moments. I know we you talked about it. I think you were there when Drew Dobbs's bike about got Russell louder milk. I didn't have any. Yeah. You know, I got roosted a few times. I heard there was a bunch of rocks getting slung around, and yeah, was, I I got to sit there and watch the whole show. Yeah, um, the so, whole the whole show. Yeah, it was uh, it was a little intense for for how many people that were in there trying to make that yep. that section. But you know, it's it's one of those things where we we want to go ride a hard enduro and. He's going to put us, uh, Adam put us in some, some technical terrain and, um, uh, just what it is sometimes. Well, and Adam, I mean, if anybody saw him, if you weren't there, he was covered yeah. head to toe. He spent the entire four hours yeah. pulling people up that hill. And he said, if I'd have known it was going to be that bad, I wouldn't have put it in here. He said, but yeah. I just didn't know. And I, and I don't blame him. And he put a good race on, Yeah, you know, it really, there was two really hard sections with mm-hmm. a bunch of intermediate to hard stuff Yeah, and then a bunch of really good single track. So I think it might have favored someone who, I don't know, but you still had to be able to get up some rough yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I exerted way more energy in this race than I did at the uh, COVID yep. Crusher just because that was so intense. I mean, I started cramping up second lap. Yeah. Just because, because it was you, all or nothing. You would get on, you know, some of those climbs and you'd have to maneuver around some things and then set up and the hill's still going, yep. you know? And, oh, yeah. And there was a lot of that that was that was a lot a lot of fun, actually. Um to just you know constantly be looking for where you're trying to get your next bit of momentum from and all that stuff, but um, well, not to harp on Hill Ten, but how long you said you were there? Because I made I, I came back around. I think it was an hour hour plus. Yeah, you were still there, so you you spent you you came through um, when I was on at least to the second part of it, right? Yeah, you were on the you and I think it was Gene was helping you. Yeah, me and Gene had just gotten. Up. And I actually exited out the off-camber side behind, I did. Yeah, behind off, you. To the right. Okay. Yeah. So on my third lap, there yeah. was a guy trying to get through there. Mm-hmm. Adam and then we're up there. And I, everyone started kind of yelling. And one of those huge rocks, probably the yeah. size of like a beanbag chair, had moved. And it pinned his front tire. And wow. we were all directly below that. And um, and so it, it was like Drew Dobbs and then I can't remember who was around was like, Hey guys, let's clear out for a minute because they were trying to move this rock and we were scared it was going to come on down. Uh, yeah. Luckily, they got his tire out and then without the rock moving. But so that line became a non-line. Yeah. My second, my second, third time through. Um, yeah. But so you ended up going up that same way, mm-hmm. and that was pretty gnarly. I mean, it was you couldn't ride it. You had to have somebody pulling you. Um, yeah, I think um, me and Chad and Gene had helped each other get out of there, and that was cool. Chad Evans and Gene Nelson. Gene Nelson. He's a mountain of a man. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> let me pick the two biggest, yeah, strongest yeah. looking guys right here. It's well, like, oh, I'll help you. I'll help you, you know? Well, like, so <laughs> when I came back around for my second lap, it was the bottleneck. And I started picking my way through, guys. I mean, it was just in the mud was crazy. It was slinging mud everywhere. Yeah. And it was like a real soupy mud again. There must have been a spring under there we kind of unearthed. And um, 
one of JoJo Tool's buddies, Ezra, was there. And he was like, dude, I'm not going anywhere. I'll just help you. And he was a big guy like Gene. Yeah. And he pulled me. He was the one who pulled me up that thing. And I'm like, dude, I, I owe you a beer. And he ended up leaving. So, Ezra, I told JoJo to make sure next time uh, I'm there. And then then when I came through the third time, Gavin Smith was there. And I'm like, Gavin, I, I parked my bike, walked ahead of like four dudes, and Gavin and I pulled yeah. each other up. So That's awesome. It was, it was you got to have good friends. Yeah, that was just one of those sections where it's uh... – Gonna take a the right mentality and a couple buddies. Yep. It was one <laughs> to, to get and I, out, and sometimes that happens at a hard enduro, you know. Well, and, and Jarrett and I, the the first lap, the guy in front of me tried to go across those rocks, lost the rear end, and slid down a level. Yeah. And Jarrett just said, "Hey, let's team up so we don't go to the bottom, yep. back of the line." Exactly. Um, so you hate to start the race off like that, and it kind of seemed like that was the way our finish happened was by how everyone got out of that. Mm-hmm. bottleneck like because you could just roll and uh yeah. from there it was it was the race was pretty much set up i think yeah. you know well and then so we, that was the first hard section hill 10 a lot of good single track i think it was right after hill 10 we went up u-turn came back down jeep road really pretty steep downhill yeah it was probably 50 feet long to yeah. a ravine and i pulled up and there was like because the bronze obviously bronze and iron yeah. bypass hill 10 so there was like 10 of them at the top of this hill. Yeah. And so I, they kind of let me by, and I was going to walk it down. And uh, Aaron Thistle's dad, Paul Thistle, was there. He's like, you can ride it. Yeah. And I ended up riding it down. Mm-hmm. But, ooh, did you, end up, did you ride it down? Yeah, I rode it down. Okay. Did you, did you give it, like, did you pivot one way and then Not, unweight and pivot around? No. Okay. No. I did walk it down. <laughs> yeah, so a different hill I did walk down. But, yeah, we'll get we'll to get, we'll we'll get get that, to that hill. One. That, that um, was the hill that, that was my was, scariest moment So of that day. downhill was new for the last Groundhog that was yes. right before COVID. Yes. Um, and you then. guys had to do it wet. Oh, I, that so, was so much was scary. Like, yeah. this one, I think because we, I've gotten a chance to ride with like you and Will and, mm-hmm. and Sean on some downhill stuff. I'm 100%. going down it, but I'm not going down it fast or like yep. with a, a ton of well, and it was English to yep. be able to flip the bike where I need it, to put well, it so just, that you could get in the bottom of the ravine. I just straight hit oh, the, the other just, side. Just I just straight lined it. So I knew I could stop. <laughs> yeah. And then when the suspension bounced, I just popped my front wheel downhill okay. and was like, okay, here we All go. Right. Well, and that's what I mean, I was going to walk it. And then by the third time, the roots had kind of gotten polished, and it yeah. was much sketchier. There wasn't near as much front front wheel or front tire traction. But I never got out of ten again. So I made it, you out, made it back around to 10? and back to ten, and to the section that you had to have help. Yeah, and was there when, when no, we everybody ended. timed out. Yeah. Well, honestly, because Jason Gilliland and I got to at the three and a half hour mark, we got back to the finish line and I was like, I'm done. He's, I'm going to go for it. I'm like, yeah, I was afraid I'd get to Hill 10 and no one would be there. I'm like, I know I can't do it. No, there was like eight of us. Okay. And he made it there and we all just watched the clock. (laughs) You were like, tick, tick, tick. (laughs) We're going back. We just like try a line and then look at your watch (laughs) and then try a line and look at your watch. So then let's see, we dropped off that real steep thing after Hill 10. Traverse. And I'm like cruising. I'm like, okay, good, Mm -hmm. good. And then, we go over a, a little wooden bridge. I'm like, okay, I know where we are. Yeah. And then we circle back around. And this was still, we hadn't even split apart again. And so there was a good little creek section. Yeah. And then, uh, up then like under. up and under. Yeah. And then we went up a, a rooty roadbed. Mm-hmm. It gave, when I came around on my second lap, there were silver or bronze and iron guys yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, and so that led us to Graham's Gorge, which was the second split of the day. Yeah. Um, how, how was your trip up it? 
It was being that you've never done it. You've yeah, seen this I've, too, I've so seen many it. times. I've seen it a bunch. Never got to ride it. Uh, it wasn't as bad. Like the only one I had to take a second run on was the uh, the rounded surfaced one. It's like okay. in the middle. It's yep. the like oh, yeah. more polished, yep. I guess. Um, well, yeah, it, I got up to the top, spun out, fell down. <laughs> Did you uh, go sliding back down? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And then, you got to uh, take at least one slide. I down. rolled way on back and and uh, got another roll at it, and and it went um, that time. But yeah, the first ledges and stuff that was pretty fun. Yeah, um, it, it was surprising if you had a little bit of momentum. Yep. and you just kept moving forward, and mm-hmm. you didn't break traction as soon as you yeah broke traction. You it was kind of game over. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I made it up. Um, that surprisingly uh, well for I for the hype I had in my head of watching all these yep. dudes like just you know eat it on the big same rock that I went down on, but yeah, well, um, so got I, through there and I, that's kind of where I saw Chad again. Okay, and then we went back through Enduro Cross, and then I had kind of lost him for a second. Um, I think because I stopped and I hung out you with your wife. I was going to say, yeah, I got gloves and. Uh, a new set of goggles and a snack, and then uh, yeah, I, I got to Hill Ten, and that's where he was. But um, so you did a lap, and then you didn't get another check, so you just got scored for one lap. Then yeah, okay. but I I'm counting Hill Ten as like the start finish. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, you and, got and so I made like yep. almost uh, two laps there. If you count Hill Ten as like a quarter of a yeah. Lap, well, I and think. that was it was kind of nice because there was like the official finish line. Because yeah. I'm like, I just want to get back there, and then I knew that. There wasn't another check until the bottom of Graham's Gorge. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I'd have to do Hill 10 again. I, I was hoping there was, I, in my head, I thought there was a check at the top of the Davy Mountain bonus run because there was a, not a split there. Yeah, there, there was, was some a, people up there. Yeah, there were some people yeah. watching just to make sure. Or maybe I thought there was a check at Hill 10 because there were people over. there at that split. Yeah. yeah oh, but you could have looped was... over, over to the yeah. far side of the mountain bike <laughs> yeah. and just gone straight down yeah. to, to scoring. Well, so um, that was so back to Graham's Gorge. Oh, yeah. You go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So back to Graham's Gorge. Yeah. I got out of Graham's Gorge. I start working my way through the little, the next section. Yeah, the next yep. section, doing the pivot turns, and so that's uh, up above. So Graham's Gorge ended. Then there was like this little hundred foot section. There was one spot in there. I had to have help two out of three times. Graham's which, Gorge. You hit the roadbed. Okay. Then you just go up a little leafy. It was right below all the the um, pivot turns. Okay. You you go up and there's just a little rock ledge and you had to go up and kind of pivot right and it was just perfect like V that your rear end couldn't get up out of. There's a roadbed on your right. It was again the very top of Graham's Gorge. Like there's Graham's Gorge, it oh. ends, then that next little section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, the V rock, I actually had to hit three times. Okay. But I did get out of it without help. Uh, I, so the only well, time I'm, I wrote it. I'm sorry, I the only time it. I got help was the <laughs> second time because Quinn was trying to pass me yeah and i was just stuck and i couldn't Jer- go anywhere Jarrett caught me at that road bed okay uh he popped a chain on that v-rock really okay. yeah well and it was like a perfect spot yeah it um, was absolutely set up to just throw well, the chain all right so then you were saying uh, up above it yeah uh, so i get i get up the uh the little switchbacks and uh, i believe it was jeremiah burkhardt yep whose battery caught on fire fell and i guess it came through the airbox and like um, I don't know if he had it set So he's got a else. very secret setup. Oh, okay. Where he tries to get the weight as low as possible. Oh, so his, okay. His run, battery is not in the stock position. Yeah, I'm not going to okay. give away what he does. All right. But well, it, 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 it started out down there. I thought we were about to watch uh, Adam's property go up in flames <laughs> because I've seen a lithium-ion yep. RC battery. car battery or a drone battery uh, yep. 
explode. So I know what it's like to can imagine what it's like to yeah. see one of the so bigger ones go. Did, was it smoking or was it yeah, literally it was, flaming? It was smoking white, the white smoke right before it starts to, to catch on fire. And oh. he's just throwing dirt all yep. over it. And um, was I was yelling out? at people below us to try to, you know, yell further down to see if anybody could get a message out to be like, we need a fire extinguisher up <laughs> we here need possibly. something to put yeah. this thing out. Because I was running pretty low on water and I knew that that wasn't really going to put out yeah, like a lithium. Anything. <laughs> you, you were lithium like, I'm fire. saving what water yeah, I, I have. I really look, don't I, care. I'm, I was looking at the bike starting to catch fire and was like, I need to get a, by him right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now so that I can get out and tell them it's scoring. Um, but yeah, that was kind of crazy. So like I get a little bit further up and you had that other little bridge, right? But, well, so then we went, okay. Um, you had to go drop down hill first? Uh, yeah, so then, so you get to the top of Graham's Gorge, and normally those switchbacks, when it's wet, it, it's yeah. like there's there's an hour. Mm-hmm. And then we got up those, then it turned left, and then we went off that crazy off-camber. Right. And then it went straight down mm-hmm. into another, a really steep downhill. And the first two times I did it great, and the third time I just passed Gilliland, and I'm like, I can't let him get by. And there was a guy to the right. So I, I stayed low and left. And I got a kicker. The rear end came up. And I'm just like tripled and doubled in speed. And it was like, I don't know what to do. So I just turned sideways. And I hit as soon as I hit the bottom, it just ejected me over the front. Front flip, landed. Gillan was up there screaming, are you okay? Because he thought I smoked a tree when I hit. Luckily, wow. I was all good. Um, so that was the scariest moment. Yeah, that was a that was a really oh. crazy little off camera. Yeah, and especially once it got ridden and ridden and ridden. Yeah, and it, it was a, some moisture at the bottom. Off. So like, I just got off to the side and, and stayed and uphill kinda, and just let the bike kind of slide in some of those spots and well, walked it until I could get on it. And well, I'd been patient on the my second time down, and there was a guy in front of me. I'm like, hey, you just go. Well, then he got down in there and he was faced the wrong way, so the bike was up the hill, you know, nose up, mm-hmm. needed to be going down, so he couldn't get turned around. So I'm like. I knew Jason was behind me, and I'd literally been chasing him all day. And yeah. I would get within striking distance, and he'd pull away. Um, yeah. So, but did that. But then they call that, we used to come down that thing. It's okay. called the Wolf and the Bear. Okay. Um, it's a real single line. It almost kind of looks like a downhill mountain bike trail, mm-hmm. but it's single track. And you that's when the one you go up, and it kind of zigs and zags, and you go under a bridge and these really tight rocks, kind of pivot turn right. And you've got to do a trials move to get up to the upper rock to turn right to come to the bridge. Um, did you, you did it once. Yeah. How was it? Did so you, by the did you time back up I and dealt it? with the off camber hill, downhill, downhill, yep. all those things, I get to that bridge <laughs> and here he comes, uh, by me at some point. Who, who is it? Jeremiah? Jeremiah okay. without a battery and is now gone through all of that part of the trail and has passed me, um, I think on the uphill. <laughs> And as I get to that little crevice, I kind of yep. like stuff the front wheel and, and yep. got up from there and I'm getting up to make that right hand turn. And the, there's no like offside to that thing no. once you get up. Right. No. So like you have to cross the bridge and there's yep. no other room. And he's coming the wrong way down the trail because he didn't he, have he, a kickstarter yep. and he didn't have a battery. So he had to like bump anytime oh, yeah. he killed the Stalled bike, it. he yep. had to flip it around and run down a hill and bump start it. And so I get up and I'm like about to pivot turn and he's coming across the bridge the other way. So he was coming backwards. Did he get it yeah, started? Yeah. No. Oh, what did and he have so to do? So he like 
pulled behind me and then I got to cross the bridge and I think Creed had caught and laughed me. Um, Creed Kaysling yeah. had laughed me there and Loudermilk was, was coming and by me okay. for, for him laughing me. But uh, that was just wild. Like yeah. he's he's out there and he's got no battery, no Kickstarter, and well, then can... is still making all of that part of the trail work and finding places to bump start. And and what frustrated me the most is he beat me still because Russell was like That's insane. I mean, and, and Jeremiah has been riding great. I knew he took a couple years off. He had some some trouble with his arms, and I don't know if it was tennis elbow or, or carpal tunnel. But dude's been riding great, yeah. and I mean, he ended up so the overall went to Nick Ferringer. Yeah. Um, even though if you look at web score, um, Nick did not get entered, but he, he was the winner. I think he ended up winning by nine or 10 minutes. Quinn Winslow yeah. got second, uh, Jeremiah Bar- Burkhart got third. Yeah. Um, and so we were supposed to do the and day. And Drew Kirby got fourth. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. Overall. It was. That's it, sick. It was, it was yeah, a good, it was day. good day. I think it favored me because it was a lot more fast and flowy. So, so let's go back to once you got up the wolf and the bear, mm-hmm. it, then you climbed on up the mountain, joined back in with a silver or the iron and the bronze guys. And yeah. then we hit that mountain bike Enduro trail down yeah. and it was a blast. Yeah. That was super fun. Oh, it, it was, was a nice relief from yes. some of the other parts of the course for sure. Uh, I know crazy. I heard you ask, but I didn't hear the answer. Did you ask Jared if he doubled it? Did you double yes. the bigger? No, the bigger I was, one? I literally was like, so on the way down, I mean, if anyone's ridden the mountain bike trails, usually there's some pretty good like gaps, doubles, mm-hmm. And there was like two big trees and a jump. And it was probably 40 feet, 30, yeah. 40 feet. And it was nothing you were going to die on. But yeah, I was just, I literally thought, so I didn't do it the first time. Mm-hmm. And I'm hyping myself up the second time. And I'm like, <laughs> how do I explain to myself that I broke something doing a jump at a hard enduro? Yeah. And so I was like, no, I don't think there's any need. Yeah. And then there was even a little double below that. And I was still scared to do that one. Yeah. So, of course, by then, you know, your hands and Jarrett said he did it his second lap. Did he? And then he was so smoked his third lap. He was like, you know what? There's no need. I'm very disappointed I didn't get to go past that section more than once. <laughs> it was. But it was so fun. Uh, like it My was first really time cool. down, it was like I'd gotten my second win finally. Mm-hmm. And I just loved it. Especially yeah. we've been riding some of that stuff yeah. more lately. And I just like watching Sean do the downhill stuff and riding with like all those guys. You're like. They don't look at the way they ride those trails is not how we ride dirt bike trails. Right. Like they're banking off stuff and they're setting up like sweepers. And like if right. you even looked like and maybe probably when you went down it, there was like you needed to set up wide and then the dirt bike guys would just go straight through brake slide and turn. And it was like mm-hmm. riding with them really helped set some of that stuff up. And man, I just had so much fun the first yeah. time down. Second time down, I was <laughs> winded a little bit. Third time down, I was like, I'm literally done. It's been yeah. three and a half hours. I'm good. Um, but no, it, it was fun. So that dropped us back down, spit us back out at the start, um, and then enduro cross all over again. Yeah, um, that that was a good time. Like the enduro cross track was super cool. Like I don't know mm-hmm. if uh, if you got anything out of it that I did, but I I definitely enjoyed like uh, having some of the little skinnies and some of the. T- the technical things he did that was all doable. Yep. But I saw like a clip of some of the bronze and iron guys Holy on the log cow. pile. They had yep. a little bit of a bottleneck there. Yep. That log um, pile, but... it was like little log, medium log, big log, mm-hmm. like a pyramid. And then on the other side, it was medium log, little log. And I mean, you had to give it like a little bit. And the thing that I saw like got a lot of them was there was a log that's probably two feet tall. Yeah. So like you couldn't just, you had to get onto your skid plate and then yep. get your weight forward to get yeah. there and that had i mean there was a huge bottleneck for those guys in there 
Yeah. Um, Just getting a chance to play on some stuff like that is definitely helpful. But I liked how he had plenty of corners and and space for you to get set up. And so maybe not as as much traffic for me the the two times that I went through. Yep. Um, But, yeah, I definitely felt like there was plenty of room for us in the silver class when we went through it off the start. Like, you know, a couple guys got hung up on a few things, but, but like, it was wide enough, it was wide could, enough yep. that everybody could get through there. And you had plenty of turns to, to get set up even with two guys side by side. So, well, yeah. and, and like you said, there was one of those, it was like log, it was a perpendicular log, three parallel logs mm-hmm. and then a perpendicular log. And I saw the one and I hit it perfectly. Well, there was another one I didn't see. Yeah. And I bobbled about took Nick out, like looking back at some, uh, video my wife got and then as I'm picking myself up Jason Gilliland is on my left and he crashes and I almost ran him over because he did the same thing I did it's like you miss the skinny yeah and so you lawn dart your front wheel into that second yeah because they were just perfectly yep. set up Adam and your, your rear wheel your rear wheel would hit and knock your front wheel down into it and it mm-hmm. huh. so overall what do you think of course I loved it uh I've like I said before the race, I felt like I, I didn't deserve the conditions based on the amount of uh, stuff I've seen you guys have to ride at that oh, property. Oh, gosh, man. Um, but it's such a cool place. I'm glad to have uh, finally gotten a chance to get out there and, and see all the carnage firsthand with everybody. And that was fun. It was a good time. It was it was put together. I, I loved all the course. Like, I confused that place. Or I get Rock Crusher and Battle of the Goats mixed up in my head because – a lot of big ravines, a lot of big hills. Mm-hmm. And then we were riding it, and I came back around, and I think it's called Hill 7 we've done in the past. And it's kind of like a horsepower hill that, you know, you've got to get up to a certain point and then kind of do a half moon, and then it gets you up to a roadbed. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the past, it's been really hard. And I was like, man, I'm bummed he, Adam didn't put that in there. Yeah. Because it was just something else, and it was as dry as it was. We probably would have blown up it. And I think yeah. I mentioned it to him after the race. But huge thanks to Adam and all the SEAL yeah. guys. Um, good turnout, I think. I never got a final number. Um, but it was, we got there, what did you get there? Friday. Yeah, we showed Friday up to look at some stuff Friday afternoon and it wasn't that crowded. And I was kind of worried yeah. that the turnout was going to be pretty weak. And then we came back Saturday morning and it was packed. Yeah. So they were it, rolling in kind of late Friday. And, okay. and then there was, there's quite a bit of people that showed up just for Saturday morning. Well, so two things. I know that there was some talk we were going to bypass Hill 10. Did you hear any of that talk in the pits beforehand? I hadn't heard it. Somebody there said were, they thought about it there on the was first lap, bypass it. A couple of people that were saying that, and I don't know what the intent was. And maybe stuff like that's something to look at for the series in the future that they could, like, maybe even just throw the silver guys out around the first, mm. just make gold do all of it all the time. Yeah. Make silver bypass the first hard one because mm. it, it specifically at Adams it would have put more people on grams, which wouldn't have been that big of a deal for yeah. a lot of you guys. That'd been hard to cut out silver bronze, silver or silver gold. But well, and yeah. then the other thing was, you well, know, I don't know because like that one at that drop down at mm-hmm. the roadbed, it's a pretty controllable like stop stop check, check and yeah. and the, you know that all the checks and all the markings and all that stuff, I. I didn't get lost or you no, know, I was, had, had I was really surprised at how much issue. banner tape. He yeah. Out. Cause Especially normally out in the woods. In yeah. The I'm like, normally you just get some arrows some that, that yeah. fast stuff. And, and, and I mean, was, on the downhill stuff, I think it was left over, but even some of the stuff going out, mm-hmm. he'd done a ton of work. Yeah. Bannering that. Um, well then the other question was, I know there's been some debate about the four hours. 
I um, love it. I love I think four hours. I, I came around and it had been two hours. I'm like, oh man, this is going to be a long. And then by the time I got done, it was three and a half hours. I was like, you know what? I'm good. I had that big, scary downhill crash. I'm like, I'm going to call it a day. I can't make the next check. But I mean, it's not cheap to do this gas entry fee, right? Gate fee, right? Give us all for our money. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, more more for our money. I should yeah. say it was fun, and I think it worked great at Holly Tree. I think it worked great at Adams. Yep. I haven't, you know, done a ton of these, so I don't have as much experience as everybody else does with like yep. a three hour versus a four hour. But you know, three hours or so, I probably would have, you know, been on my way back down to scoring or something. Oh yeah. Maybe not even made yeah. it. Well, you were gotten, so you knew was, you would have probably gotten one I, check. I haven't looked at the, uh, the, the actual timing splits yep. yet, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say, you know, mm-hmm. I, I personally don't mind having the time to like, like I said, <laughs> yeah. stop and, and eat a part of a granola bar <laughs> yeah. and take your, get some new gloves. Yeah. You know, um, some of that, because getting out of whatever that, um, spring that we uncovered, like getting oh. out, I was covered in mud oh, by the time it. I got out yep. of 10 and my grips, everything just Gloves. soaked. Yep. Um, and nothing else was wet. The rest of the course was just like, I have wet hands yep. and it was like dry we, and you couldn't ride as fast. As we came <laughs> down, I don't know if you'll remember this. It was just on, you know, there was a lot of off camera down and up, down and up. We mm-hmm. were coming down and off camera and there was this big wet rock you had to cross. And you had to turn left a little bit when you got down to it. It was towards the end. And I just, I hit a root and it shot me down the hill. And I fell right in the water with my left hand and just yeah. soaked. The yeah. second lap, I made it across. Third lap, it shot me down the hill again. And then, of course, it wasted energy trying to get back up. It was before we joined back up to the mountain bike stuff. Yeah. Um, I was so frustrated. Just It's like stupid stuff that wastes energy that I do all the time. But that's why it's nice to have the amount of time yep. to kind of, yep. you know, you can add all that in. Yeah. So... But. No, I like the four hours. I think it's awesome. Um, you know, there's just certain things that you're going to sign up for when you go to a hard enduro and bottlenecks have always been a part of the thing. Um, and, you know, you got to find somebody to help you sometimes. And, and that's part of the thing. And so, you know, there's there's those things that you just expect to deal with if you're going to go do those things. Yeah. But I, I think that that's all good for the series. But um, when I'm glad we have a series, I mean, this yeah, race was two exactly. and a half hours for us. I yeah. mean, you know, not, I know a bunch of people drove further, but oh man, I'm just glad we've got races to do, especially right now. I mean, I know they're yeah. as we're talking, they're doing the what the Bennett brawl in yeah. Billings, Montana. Um, so it sounds like it was going to be a muddy when the rain Cody said the rain was coming down and it was getting ugly. He said he doesn't know if they're going to make a whole lap or not. So we'll see. By the time you hear this, you'll know the answer. But yeah, that's uh. uh that's kind of what I was thinking. The Adams was going to be, and it was it was cool to yeah. cool to have a nice dry groundhog for once. Oh man, you it was, know, yeah, it was so good. Um, so we'll, I guess, let's say who we'd like to thank. SLM Racing, KTM of North Texas, has been a big supporter of Will and I's, and um, you know, you're on the Sherco, so you haven't come over to the, you haven't come back to the. <laughs> I don't have side. any. I don't have any support. I <laughs> no, have my, oh. I have my nine to five <laughs> support. RTJ, uh, RTJ, RTJD, and a yeah. and a couple, you know discount codes on the internet and <laughs> on that's, the internet. A, that's about all <laughs> yeah. i've got going on well and also motolab suspension has been a big help rob is actually doing the national enduro right now um and the other thing i want to talk about so 
when I got when we got TPI bikes last year, I bought two 2021s. We bought three total. Will got one. I got two. Two out of the three were amazing. Mm-hmm. My third one was a turd. Okay. And I couldn't get it to run right, right off bottom. It was just gurgling, and it was like a car bike with a choke half on. I tried everything you could think of, never did get it right. Um, and then I was thinking about getting a reflash for the ECU. Mm-hmm. Uh, several pe- people had told me about TSP, two-stroke performance. Um, I think Graham's running it now, Graham Jarvis. Theodore is running it. Um, and then Jared's dad, Rob, we've, our local or the American distributor, South Bay Motorsports. And I got to talking to Steve over there, and he was like, I'll tell you what, just try it. And it's not just a reflash of your ECU. It comes with a head. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a little expensive. It's like 600 bucks. But I talked to him because my 22 runs good, but my 22 – or my excuse me, my 21 still runs like garbage. And he was like, I don't want you to put this on your 21 bike and it not fix it and you think our products are bad. He's right. like, I want you to put it on your 22 and see how it does. He's like, put the ECU on the 21 and see what happens. And then if it fixes it, great. And if not, move yeah. on. Um, so he, he really talked me through a lot of stuff. I put it on the 21, my old bike. It's now my practice bike. And I went out and rode it. It was, we were at TTC last weekend for Sam's mm-hmm. birthday. And I was an hour into the ride. And I'm like, this bike's running great. Yeah. It had cleaned up all the stuff on bottom. And it, it I'm going to try to get an interview with the guy who runs all the mapping for TSP and the importer, Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, and just tell us more about like what they're doing. I know they're adding more fuel, they're adding more oil because they run lean on bottom and you know yeah. pass some of that stuff. So um, I think we're going to work out possibly some kind of code <clears throat> where you guys can get a free shirt or maybe something else, maybe a small discount or maybe something. So um, big thanks to them. But I put it on the 22 for the Groundhog, and I, I could not believe how crisp – it was like a car bike off the bottom. There really? wasn't a hesitation. Hmm. Um, so I, I've got – I ran the low compression head. He sent me the mid-compression head to try as well. Nice. Um, <clears throat> he said the pros run the low, and of course, then I think I need the low. And he's like, I think you'll like the medium compression better. Um, so I'm going to try them both out, and we'll see. But thanks to him for some uh, support there and trying some products out. But we'll do a full review and uh, hopefully have some details in an interview with them. Um, so what's so, next What's next on the list, Blake? I guess you'll, you'll also have to let me take a rip on that thing and – I don't, I don't know if you can handle it. You saw me yeah. loop it out. I've been sending a goon video of me trying to get going on a hill and just the bike stepped out from under me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it went. Um, but yes, you, you're more than welcome to it. I just don't want you to yeah. get comfortable. You might want one. I liked it when I rode around oh, in yeah. the parking lot the other day, so it felt pretty good. Well, then you rode it You rode it a while ago. It was before mm. you had your new shirt go. Mm. You rode it at Windrock one time. Yep. Yeah, okay. a while ago. Okay, so that's that bike. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, I rode your new yeah. one in the parking lot, I guess. Though. Yes, then that's okay. the one you rode. You rode the garbage bike that day. Oh, nice. I yeah. thought it felt okay. Yeah, as long as you're not like going real slow, it's fine. <laughs> it rips, but <laughs> down low. But the one thing I was trying to do is that sweet spot, kind of like in Graham's Gorge, of not breaking traction. Yep. We were really trying to spread that lugability out mm-hmm. further. And that's yeah. what he said this would really do. And you know, and you, you can do some stuff with the power valve to keep it from opening and keeping it closed as long as possible so you don't hit the pipe. Um, hmm. But I was really impressed with what we were able to do or I was able to do with that. So it yeah. was surprising. Um, but so next up, I guess we've got a Sear night race, May 28th, yeah. uh, Memorial Day weekend. It's also the same weekend as the U.S. Hard Enduro Bad Medicine a Little Hockey in Ohio yeah. at the Wildwood Lake Raceway. Yes. Um what, but of the two, have you decided what are you what are you running? So 
<laughs> this is kind of fair weather of me, but if the weather looked good, I was going to do the the Ohio race. Okay. Um, but we've got some family stuff going on. My wife's got a bunch of family in Atlanta, and TTC's mm. halfway to Atlanta. So yeah. I think I'm going to go down, do the night race, and then get up in the morning and go on to do the family stuff. Okay. Um, but so one thing Blake kind of wanted to talk about, because you don't have a yeah, I'm on the fence, right? So like, for... I've, I've had a great experience mm-hmm. at the past two Sear events, but yep. uh, I don't have headlights, and I don't have like a, a replacement headlight, right? Yep. I don't have any accessory lights. Yep. I know that you tried those LEDs that I had sent you that I have on yep. my dual. Sport. Those were cool. So, um, but I, yeah, the helmet setup mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, what what does it take to kind of get? Um, somebody off the fence if they're on the fence about, you know, signing up and doing that. It, it is a totally different experience riding at night. Yeah. And I encourage anyone to do it. Like it makes the trail you've ridden before just like a whole nother world. Mm. Um, the things Blake's or Blake was talking about was some LED lights, like little strip lights. You can get them anywhere now. Mm-hmm. And he, what was it? You told me to mount them on a handguards. So. Yeah. I put them and, on my dual sport handguards. And I put them on the lower side of my Enduro engineering handguards. So it it, like these rock bouncers put them up under their fenders yep. so they can see their where their tires are yep. at night. And so I put them there and it actually did a really good job of yeah. helping to light because one biggest problem at, at night races is you got a headlight on your bike. Well, where's all that light going? Straight ahead. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm too cheap to break the OEM headlight. So I got a probably an eight inch LED off eBay, mm-hmm. a cheap one. Yeah. Um, put it on like a Barkbuster mount. Or okay. on the KTMs, it's what you mount your bars go to the triple clamp with. Okay. And it'll bolt directly into it. Mm-hmm. And it's just a red and a black wire. You can run it straight to your battery or straight to a switch. And what I do is just have a little quick disconnect plug. Mm-hmm. So I have it unplugged, um, mount it right there, run. I don't think I even ran a stock headlight. I think I had another little four-inch LED for my headlight. So that's probably 50 bucks for those two. The thing I would spend the money on if mm-hmm. you're going to do it is task racing helmet light. Okay. And they're a sponsor of the Sear events. I don't know if they have any codes, but I tried the cheap eBay mountain bike helmet lights. Mm-hmm. At the first night race I did, that dang thing died in the middle of the night. Yeah. And you can't see anything because like at a hard enduro, you need to see where your feet are, what's under you, where your rear wheel is. And if all your lights going forward, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, Josh Brookensmith came and saved me because I was just down in this ravine behind Gary Barr's house. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, so I would, I would recommend whether it's a task helmet light, I would spend the money. I mean, it's a couple hundred bucks, mm-hmm. but anything you want to do mountain biking. Um, I just bought one. I thought I needed two and I talked to, I think it's Mark at task. And he was like, just get one, get this one kit, get this battery and you'll be fine. And it lasted the whole time. Um, of course I didn't run it from the start. It's got a little power button on it. Right. Um, once it gets dark, you just, yeah. over and, and, and it's it. pretty cool. You can mount it obviously. The hardest part for me is I don't like stuff on top of my helmet yeah. because obviously you'll knock it off. So mm-hmm. I tried to mount them on the side and then it was kind of all, but I ended up with it back on top. Um, and then I put some little clips on the back of my helmet so you could just hook the wires in. And then I just put the battery pack in my camelback. Yeah. Um, and I've, it's, you know, other than hooking the wires a little bit, it, I had no issues when we did the night race last year. Um, I'd recommend it. I think it's fun and definitely go practice with your setup. Yeah. Because it never fails, you know, your light doesn't work or you, you realize you can't turn your head enough with the way, you know, you need enough slack. Um, okay. But it, it's it's a cool event, especially in the summer. I mean, you know, we're here in the south. It's hot in the summer. Mm-hmm. It's nice to go out after dark and ride when it's a little cooler. Yeah. Um, so when it's on Memorial Day weekend, I think it's Saturday night. It's May 28th. So do the night race, stay ride on Sunday. Um, 
TTC, they've got some good stuff. That we rode there, like I said, last Saturday in the cliffhanger. Oh, my gosh. You'll appreciate this. I don't know if we talked about it. Hmm. If you did the cliffhanger at the Sear finale last year, they put this off-camber section in. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of the hardest sections I've done. Yeah. And if I would, I would have bet a million dollars that that section was like three miles long or four miles. <laughs> yeah. We did it in 20 minutes the other day huh. and it was probably a quarter mile long, but it took me over an hour to do it. Me and Travis Wilson and myself. Oh, it took me two and a half yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And we literally wrote through, we got to the end and I'm like, what? Uh, uh. So couldn't what, believe it. So what was different? It was dry okay. and it had been ridden in. Yeah. Um, which of course two huge things. And there's so many, even the logs, you know, cause there's a ton of, it's obviously all off camera, but there's a ton of logs you had to get over. Yeah. If you skid plated yeah. them at all, you're gone. Yeah. And, and it was fresh trail. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it had been ridden in, it was dry and there hadn't been 20, 30 bikes through it. Yeah. Um, but that was probably one of the hardest sections I've done because it's like one little mistake and you're, it was yeah. like Hill 10. Yeah. You went from the shelf you needed to be on to where Dude. you don't want to be. Yeah. Um, Really easily. Yeah. But it was it was nice to do it. And we did like Friends with Benefits and some of that other stuff. And it mm-hmm. was all just, man, hero dirt makes you feel like a hero. Yeah. You know? It's almost not worth writing because, <laughs> because you know it's for sure. This, yeah, it's a well, false sense of and, and I've been running uh, a, a Kenda Gnarly with a Lucioli inner tube. Which yeah, is that, I meant like, to ask you earlier. Eight millimeter How did thick. you like your tire today? I love or, it. it was, yesterday. But it was hero dirt. That's That was where I was going with all this is like. Yeah. I, I would, I, I actually put a hole in that Lucioli tube and they said no one's ever punctured it at the, um, COVID crusher. Oh. And, and he was like, well, I'll send you a new one. It's got like a hundred percent guarantee. I didn't realize. Hmm. And he sent me another one. I ran it. He said, I would not, I'd be leery of running less than four pounds of air in a 140 carcass. It's yeah. just too much room to move around. But that tube is so thick, it's not soft enough. I mean, you feel some dudes mm-hmm. like Ryder LeBlanc's tires and I mean, like bib set up and it's really soft. He weighs 150 pounds though. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ran it at three PSI cause I figured it'd warm up to four mm-hmm. and I never had an issue. Graham's goal, just the best I've ever gone. On the gnarly? There. Yeah. On the gnarly. Okay. It's just a big old wide tire. Yeah. Um, doesn't have that tall of knobs is the only thing I don't like about it, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, but now that's it. The night race, hopefully it'll be good. I know they're going to run some of the stuff from the cliffhanger course. I don't think they're going to do the off-camber just because yeah. getting people out of there um, yeah. at night. Um, and they're going to run it four hours. It's going to be from 6 to 10. Um, okay. So, <laughs> might need some more batteries <laughs> for our lights. Mm-hmm. But I think, I can't remember when we started last year. If it was 7 to 10, maybe it was 6, six to 9. Mm. Mm. So. Um, I missed it. But uh, 6 to 9. Yeah. No, no. Oh, you missed. No, I, like, I missed the race. That? I don't know oh, what okay. time you guys started, but yeah. yeah, I'm I'm on the fence still. I don't know. Well, I would start by looking into the task racing lights or some other quality helmet light, mm-hmm. and see if you can stomach that. Then the other one is like you can get some eBay LED lights and wire them up. And then the the uh, handguard LEDs were cool. A lot yeah. of people like those, and it was nice because my family who was there could see me coming because it differentiates you from yeah. every headlight helmet light. Yeah. Um, so when some people had like, um, lights on, obviously like a tail light, but like one under their fender. Yeah. So you could see, I think Ryder had tried to zip tie, uh, flashlights like down his forks, which of course didn't last long. Yeah. But I wonder if you got creative <clears throat> with some of those other cobs, like mm-hmm. how much lighting you could do. But mm-hmm. I also, after seeing a battery almost catch on fire, it was like, well, I don't you, really know you, what. The what nice kind of thing, load you want to put on some of this stuff? Well, the nice thing about LEDs is they don't draw much. 
And the, mm-hmm. the TPI bikes, and I think the Shercos, the Staters are 200 watts now. Yeah. <clears throat> so the, you know, the fan pulls 35 watts. That was the problem with the old carbureted bikes is the right. Stater put out 30, fan was 35. But the other problem with too much light is it can blind you if it's aimed the wrong way. Like it needs to be right. aimed away from you. And that's like you get other people coming, can't see anything. But yeah. um, so, but no, that's it. I'm looking forward to it. I think okay. I'll be there, not okay. Ohio. Yeah. So, but it, I'm kind of bummed because I think Tough Like Roar is the only U.S. hard enduro I'm gonna do. Well, we're yeah, I I get that, but we're super we're super spoiled and kind yeah, of, we are. It kind of buzz to have like yep. all these local awesome <laughs> oh, hard enduros no, doing it. They're within three or four hours oh, from where we are. No, it, it we could not be more fortunate. All, big thanks to Derek Bratcher, uh, yeah. Gary Barr, and yeah. and Adam McCluskey for doing the Rock Crusher race. I know that. It's and a all, ton of work. Like I said, all if you their saw sponsors him, that help yep. them, yep. Pandora and all those places yep. that are kind of helping make this happen. It's super enjoyable. For it's great everybody. To have so. Around, so, all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. I think that's the recap. I'm sore. Yeah, me too. All, all right. right, y'all be good. See you out there.